It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Welcome in. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Monday, August 14th. High school football begins on Friday. Is it too early? Yes. Is it too hot? Yes. But I'm still excited. We will have high school football Friday night right here on the Big X. The St. X Tigers host the Floyd Central Highlanders. 7 o'clock kickoff, 645 pregame with myself and Tony Burke on the call. Very excited that football is back. We start with high school. Then a week later or so, a week and a half later, we get to college and then Obviously, pros start September 7th, which, by the way, is the opening date for Derby City Gaming's Race and Sportsbook. I saw that this weekend. 15 kiosks to bet your favorite games at Derby City Gaming on Popper Level Road. This is not an endorsement. It's just throwing a fact out at you. That's it. I'm not saying I'll be there on opening day, but I'm not saying I won't. M&M Cartage Hotline's open, 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well. You can text the show. That number is 502-414-1450. If you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher on a rainy but muggy day, head to Thornton's. It'll keep you going in the right direction. All 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller, only 89 cents right now. Come in today, grab a fountain drink. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. A lot to get to today. The AP Top 25 College Football Poll just released at noon. That is six minutes ago, if my math is correct. I'm a little confused. Not going to lie. I'm a little confused. Georgia is number one. That is certainly the least confusing part. There are 63 first-place votes to be had. Georgia got 63 first-place votes. It's a landslide. Now, here's the interesting part. Michigan is third. Ohio State is fourth. Alabama's fifth. Tennessee is sixth. Who is number two? This one kind of surprised me, and I'll tell you why it surprised me. Because when I look at the Caesar Sportsbook 2024 College Football Championship winner odds, this team is 200 to 1. 200 to 1. TCU Horn Frogs out of the Big 12 Conference. Number two in the country in the AP poll but 200 to 1 to win the national championship. Conversely, number 3 Michigan is 8 to 1. Number 4 Ohio State is 7 and a half to 1. Number 5 Alabama is 6 to 1. Tennessee is 6th on the list. They're 30 to 1. So, that's confusing. TCU just sort of stuck in the number 2 spot. I haven't looked at their schedule. I certainly will. They were a great story last year. You had the quarterback 
who wasn't even on the roster the year before. He wasn't the starter. They plugged him in because of injury, and he led him to the national championship game. It was a Cinderella story. Cinderella stories don't last more than one year. If it happens again, then it's no longer a Cinderella story. Right? If it happens again, it's no longer a Cinderella story. San Diego State to the national championship game last year. That was a Cinderella story in college basketball, unless they do it again this year. Then they just become a pretty solid program. The Butler Bears. Is that right? Bears? No. The Butler Bulldogs went to two consecutive national championship games. The first time they went, it was cute. Ah, that's neat. The second time they went, man, this Brad Stevens can coach. They got some good talent up there in Indianapolis. I don't know if TCU's for real, but they're ranked second in the AP poll. By the way, Kentucky will play Georgia, ranked number one. Alabama, ranked number five. Tennessee, ranked number six. They will also play Mississippi State, ranked 20th. Will Rogers, back at quarterback. And they'll play South Carolina, ranked 23rd, with Spencer Rattler back at quarterback. Louisville will play 22nd-ranked Pitt and 18th-ranked Notre Dame. That's it as far as ranked opponents. Florida State is ranked 11th. Louisville doesn't play them. Clemson is ranked 13th. Louisville does not play them. The Louisville football luncheon is going on right now at the Galt House. There's about 1,200 people there. It's a big crowd. Louisville football is on at least the Louisville map right now. I don't know how much traction they get. You got to win games. You got to beat Georgia Tech in Atlanta. You're going to beat Murray State. You have to beat Indiana up in Indianapolis. You have to win that fourth game. I forget who it is, but you got to win it before Notre Dame comes to town to keep the traction, to keep the momentum going. You have to win those games. Right now, with Jeff Brown back, momentum is. I don't want to say it an all-time high because Lamar Jackson sure had some momentum going. But momentum is at a pretty good rate right now in Louisville football. I want to look. Tony Burke's supposed to join me tomorrow. I hope he does because we're going to do our yearly pick of each game. Louisville, Kentucky, Indiana. We used to throw Purdue in there. I don't think we're going to do Purdue this year. So we'll just do those three schools. Louisville, Kentucky, Indiana. Game by game, down the list. Pick the winners of each game. So I'm going to start with that today a little bit. I'm going to go over the schedules here in the second second segment. What are the what games give each school the easiest chance to win? I mean, Louisville's is Murray State. Indiana's is probably Indiana State. And Kentucky's is, I'm going to guess, Eastern Kentucky. But Let's rank them. Let's rank them. Easiest to most difficult. Which is more difficult for Kentucky to win, Georgia, Alabama, or Tennessee? Oh, yikes. Well, history says Tennessee. I mean, they've actually beaten Georgia. Not this version of Georgia, but they've beaten Georgia. They've beaten Florida recently. 
They uh, don't play Alabama enough to have a good uh, sample size, but they have, in my lifetime, beaten Alabama. They've beaten Tennessee. But, boy, the record is awful. The only reason the record against Alabama is not awful is because, in the past, you haven't played them as many times. But I digress. Uh, We'll look at the Indiana schedule as well. Penn State out of the Big Ten is seventh, along with Ohio State. We do know Indiana opens with the Buckeyes, and the Hoosiers are 28.5-point underdogs as we speak. Oh, yikes. Ohio State is four. Penn State is seven in the Big Ten. Future Big Ten member Washington is eighth, but they're not in the Big Ten just yet. Future Big Ten member Southern Cal is 12th, but they're not in the Big Ten yet. Future Big Ten member Oregon is 15th, but they're not in the Big Ten yet. Losing my voice on that one. UCLA, future Big Ten member, 21st. So all four Pac-12 schools that are heading to the Big Ten after this season are ranked in the top 25. Texas, future SEC school, is ranked 25th. So there you go. I've pretty much given you the whole poll. One through five is Georgia, TCU, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama. Six through ten is Tennessee, Penn State, Washington, Tulane, yeah, and Utah. Eleven through fifteen, Florida State, Southern Cal, Clemson, Kansas State, and Oregon. Sixteen through twenty is LSU, Oregon State. Remember, they were ten and three last year. Notre Dame. Troy and Mississippi State, and the final five in the top 25 are UCLA, Pittsburgh, South Carolina, Fresno State, and Texas. Uh, Begin the arguing now. Begin the arguing now. What? Tulane? Huh? Fresno State? Are you kidding me? TCU's number two? That was my first reaction. Are you kidding me? Because I have my list of Odds on the championship, and I couldn't even find TCU for a while. Couldn't find them. They're behind Auburn, who's not in the top 25. They're behind Oklahoma, who's not in the top 25. They're behind Ole Miss, who's not in the top 25. All right. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, Talk some baseball a little bit today. The Reds took two out of three from Pittsburgh. Uh, they blew the well. They blew the first game of the doubleheader yesterday, but they came back in a game they probably shouldn't have won last night. So that evens out. The problem is Milwaukee swept the White Sox. Cubs took two out of three from Toronto. So even though the Reds took two out of three from Pittsburgh, no gain in the standings for Cincinnati. They'll have two with Cleveland in Cincinnati starting tomorrow. Um, there were some big comebacks yesterday in baseball. We'll talk about that. NFL preseason week one is in the books. What did we learn other than nothing and other than the Jets are going to be fun to watch on hard knocks? Patrick Mahomes played uh, six plays, two passes. Uh, He actually ran the ball one time. Oh, Andy Reid, what are you doing? Now, the story here is that Patrick Mahomes tells Andy Reid that, look, he wants to play a little bit in each preseason game. Here's what you do, Andy. You say no. No. You're not going to play in the first game. That's it. But he played. He was he completed two passes to Clyde Edwards-Helaire, and then he, he left the game. Why did he play? 
Uh, the Chiefs lost. I know it doesn't matter. But the Chiefs did lose yesterday uh, to New Orleans 26-24, a last-second field goal for the Saints to win the game uh, from their new kicker or backup kicker. His last name is Group. Groupy. G-R-U-P-E. I have no idea how to pronounce it. But Blake Group kicked a 31-yard field goal as time expired to lift the Saints to a 26-24 victory over the Chiefs. The good part of this story, when he came into the stadium, he didn't have his uh, player credentials on him. So there was a a tie-up getting into the stadium. He kicks the game winner. As he's leaving in the player's exit, security stops him again, wondering who he is. Now, that'll humble you. Uh, well, I'm the guy that just kicked the game winner. Yeah, sure you are. Sure you are. How'd you get in here? Where are your credentials? Well, I left them in the in the hotel. Okay. Sure you did. Uh, congratulations to Blake Krupp, Group, G-R-U-P-E, Group, on the game winner. And Las Vegas beat San Francisco 34-7 to yesterday. Again, most of these games, we, we're not going to see anything. There are only, and keep in mind, other than the Jets and Cleveland who played the Hall of Fame game, there are only three preseason games anymore. Game one is over. That's it. Game two, uh, that's where you're probably going to see the starters the most. That's this coming weekend. Because game three is to figure out who you're going to cut from your roster. So you get a lot of third stringers, fourth stringers playing in game three. But game one, nobody plays. Game three, nobody plays of importance. And then game two, that's where you, if you're going to see guys like Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield did play this week a little bit. But if you're going to see Aaron Rodgers for the Jets, if you're going to see Dak Prescott, if you're going to see Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, that's when you're going to see them. Not game three. And certainly not this past weekend. A couple of starters did play. Justin Fields played a little bit for the Bears. I don't. I want to say he looked good, but he threw two short passes and went for touchdown. But he's got a few weapons now, including DJ Moore, the old Carolina receiver. Um, it was great to see Demar Hamlin on the field for Buffalo. Demar Hamlin died on the field last year twice. We all remember it. We were all watching Monday Night Football when it happened. He was brought back to life on the field twice. The game was canceled, never made up. And DeMar Hamlin, lucky to be alive. Great job by the first responders that night in Cincinnati. Unbelievable job. Unbelievable. The NFL should give them all enough money to retire right now. They should. They won't, but they should. He made some plays. He is not, by the way, necessarily going to make the Buffalo roster here. He is a backup safety. There are two guys, DeMar Hamlin and another guy whose name you've never heard of, vying for that final spot on the roster. He made some plays on uh, Saturday. He actually, I saw the highlights today, made some tackles, got, got in there. You can't be scared to play football or you're not going to be a good football player. And I know it was a freak accident, 
timing, perfect hit in the perfect spot at the perfect time while the heart was in the perfect rhythm to cause him to stop breathing, cause his heart to stop. Million to one, Doc, as uh, George Costanza's father would say. Million to one shot, Doc. Million to one. But it happened. How would he bounce back? Well, I'm glad he's still on the roster, and I'm glad he got to play again. And he looked good. He'll probably make the roster, but if you're Buffalo, it cannot be an emotional decision. It can't. You are a Super Bowl contender. At least you are projected to be a Super Bowl contender. And your backup safety has to be able to play. DeMar Hamlin was that backup safety last year when Micah Hyde got hurt. That's why he was in the game in Cincinnati, because the starter got hurt. So your number one backup safety has to be a guy that you trust to put in there if something would happen to your starter. That's every position, really. When you're a contender, you have to keep players on the assumption, on the presumption that perhaps if something happens to our starter, God forbid, who do we have to come in there? And that's what all these teams are trying to figure out right now. Is DeMar Hamlin the guy for Buffalo? We'll find out in a couple of weeks. That's it. We'll find out in a couple of weeks. Uh, the Jets beat Carolina 27 nothing. By the way, nobody else looks at this stuff. I don't know why I look at it. I certainly didn't bet on it. Five of the six Saturday games hit the over on the over-under. Both games yesterday hit the over and the over-under. Preseason over-unders are always in the 30s, mid-30s, somewhere between 34 and 39 usually. And normally, preseason, you don't see a whole lot of points. You got backups in there playing a lot. Defenses tend to dominate. That, that did not happen in week one. That did not happen in week one. The majority of games hit the over. I will be keeping my eye on it in week two. All right, James Harden wants out of uh, Philadelphia. He had harsh words for his former bestie. We'll talk about that. Wander Franco did not accompany the the, uh, Rays on their road trip. We'll talk about that as well. Winning time, the Laker dynasty. I did watch season two, episode two, unlike Matt last night. Uh, and it's great. We'll talk a little bit about that. All that and more coming back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. John Spears for M&M Cartage. You see those trucks riding down the road with the M&M Cartage sign? You could be a driver or work as a mechanic on one of those trucks for 45 years. M&M Cartage has been a locally family-owned transportation company, and they're currently hiring those drivers and mechanics. To join their team, go online to mmcartage.com to apply. Headquartered in Louisville with locations in Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Morristown, Tennessee, and Detroit. That's mmcartage.com to apply. When design is key to your landscape project, give Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design a call at 812-288-6691. Walnut Ridge has more experience than any landscape company in the area. Remember, 
Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design. When design is key to your project and you want the most experienced landscaping company in the area, give Walnut Ridge a call at 812-288-6691. Walnut Ridge Landscape and Design. When design is key. When you open a Flex checking account by Republic Bank, you'll gain access to over 90,000 ATMs nationwide. What's even better? You'll also get four ATM fee reimbursements per statement cycle just in case you have to use a non-Republic Bank network ATM. And with three simple ways to avoid a monthly fee, Flex checking might just be your easiest banking decision yet. Learn more at republicbank.com. Republic Bank. It's just easier here. $50 minimum opening deposit. Fees reimbursed on next business day. Member FDIC. Check out Thornton's all-new Southern Style Biscuits, the perfect complement to your morning breakfast sandwich. You will love the buttery goodness that will wake up your taste buds in the morning. Come on in and grab a breakfast sandwich today. Looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction? Well, right now, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. Hey there, potential golfers. Are you tired of feeling forgotten because you've never swung a club before? Well, it's time to tee up for some fun at Wooded View Golf Course, where beginners are always welcome. Don't let your lack of experience keep you in the rough. Our friendly professional staff are here to help you swing into action and turn you into the ace of clubs in no time. Wooded View Golf Course is a fair way to spend your day offering a beautifully designed course that'll have you grinning from tea to green. In times of financial uncertainty, how can you stay on track? Call on someone who's invested in your success. I'm Scott Aldridge, your Jeffersonville Edward Jones Financial Advisor. At Edward Jones, we believe in building a complete picture of your financial life, including your unique goals and passions, so we can help you work toward achieving what's most important to you. Call me at 812-282-0000 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones member SIPC. Golf at Elk Run is a heck of a lot of fun. Their new clubhouse is must-see. It features two state-of-the-art TrackMan simulators open to the public, and the clubhouse can also host your next event. Weddings, holiday parties, graduation parties, and everything in between, Elk Run's clubhouse can host up to 300 people to get your event rocking and rolling. Stop by Fridays for a couple events at Elk Run, and the course also offers junior programs for kids and classes and lessons for all skill levels, including beginners. Book your tee time at ElkRunGolfClub.com and make sure to follow them on Facebook for the latest news and events. And speaking of events, the course is in such great shape, the second annual Big Export Scramble is heading back to Elk Run on Friday, September 1st. Lock in your spot today by emailing BigXScramble at Yahoo.com. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Carnage. John Spears in studio. I'm an idiot. I was looking at the season-ending poll from last year. ha! <laughs> So disregard the first segment of the show other than welcome. It's like uh, my cousin Vinny's opening statement in the, in the trial. Counsel will disregard everything except thank you. Oh, my gosh. I knew TCU could not be number two. Why, was I, why did my brain not tell my eyes they were wrong? Oh, what an idiot. I have no problem saying I'm an idiot, by the way, Gary. I have no problem. Gary's over there laughing his head off. I have no problem. 
Well, I, I, I like that about you. If you make a mistake, you don't try to cover it up. TCU is not ranked number two in the country. They're ranked 17th. Oh, God. Go Horn Frogs. Why did I believe they were number two? I was looking at last year's final poll, which they were number two. They lost the national championship game. That makes perfect sense. Georgia is number one, by the way. I got that right. Then it's Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, LSU. That's your top five. No Tennessee, sixth. Tennessee is 12th. All right. No Alabama, fifth. They're fourth. No Southern Cal, double digits. They're sixth. Penn State is seventh. I got that one right. That one didn't change. Georgia and Penn State, so far, I got right. Oh, my God. Florida State is 8, Clemson is 9, Washington is 10. Texas, Tennessee, Notre Dame, Utah, and Oregon, that's 11 through 15. Followed by Kansas State, TCU, Oregon State, Wisconsin, and Oklahoma. Final five in the top 25 are North Carolina, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Tulane, and Iowa. The only... Louisville opponent in that top 25 is 13th-ranked Notre Dame. 13th-ranked Notre Dame. Kentucky will play Mississippi State and South Carolina, who I had in the top 25 earlier. They're not in the top 25. Oh, my God. Kentucky will play number one Georgia, number four Alabama. Uh, Number 12, Tennessee. And I think that is it in the top 25. They don't play Ole Miss. They don't play A&M, I don't believe. So there you go. All right. Emi, I'll take the heat. M&M Cards Hotline's open if you want to uh, laugh at me. 502-384-1450. I don't blame you. Thorne's text line, 502-414-1450. Texture says, I've said it before and I'll say it again. The AP rankings are bonus. Las Vegas needs to make the rankings. Las Vegas does make the rankings. We just don't pay attention to them. Las Las Vegas can tell you right now that if Georgia and Michigan played on a neutral site, they can tell you who would be favored and by how much. So that's making the rankings. That's how you make the rankings. Uh, The AP poll, it's media members. The The USA Today poll is coaches. Coaches don't see every game. Media members don't see every game. You know who sees every game? People who make lines. People who set odds. They see every game. They know about every injury. So there you go. There's your top 25. Any questions, please refer them to somebody else because I'm an idiot. However, I am going to try to pick Kentucky, Louisville, Indiana, every game they play tomorrow. Tony Burke has texted me. He will join me in studio tomorrow for that endeavor. We'll try to figure out who will beat whom. In the meantime, who has the easiest, what is the easiest game on each schedule? Now, Louisville is in the middle of uh, their football luncheon. By the way, Josh Hurd reporting season tickets now for Louisville football are hovering near 37,000. That's an 8,000-seat increase from last season. So like I said in the open, the momentum is there. 
The excitement is there for Louisville football. You got a team that's playing one ranked team. One ranked team, they get them at home. And they should probably, they should be 4-0 when they get that team. Boston College was game four on the schedule. So as I look at the Louisville schedule, you look at the non-conference games, Kentucky at the end of the year, that's a home game. Uh, Indiana, a neutral site game, although it's in Indianapolis, Lucas Oil Stadium, and Murray State at home. Obviously, Murray State's the easiest game on the schedule. FCS school, uh, Thursday night at home. That is uh, September 7th is the date on that. By the way, that's also the day that you can go bet the game at the Derby City Gaming. Uh, I'm not going to bring that up again. Yes, I will. Murray State, obviously the easiest game. Is Indiana the second easiest game for Louisville? As I look at the schedule, it's hard to find a game that should be, should be an easier win. I mean, maybe Boston College at home. But the problem with the Boston College game is that it's it's a six days until you play a Friday night at NC State after that. To me, at NC State, maybe the toughest game on the schedule. I know Notre Dame's ranked 13th. I get that. But Notre Dame is a home game. You're going to have probably a crazy crowd. You're coming off the NC State game. If you're 5-0, this place will be rocking. It will be get there early. I hope it's not a noon game. It won't be. If uh, I mean, it's a Notre Dame road game, so it'll be on ESPN or ABC, and they'll pick it up. It'll be one of those 3.30 or night games, perhaps. If Louisville's undefeated, it's probably a night game. Or if they're 4-0 and going into the NC State game, ABC has to make a decision. They'll they'll put it at night and hope Louisville wins at NC State or ESPN, ABC, whichever one of them. I mean, it's the same entity. So, if I'm looking at Louisville's schedule, Murray State's easy. Boston College at home should be easy. Indiana, and then maybe at Georgia Tech in Atlanta, you're going to have a lot of Louisville fans at that game. That's a Friday night in the Mercedes-Benz Dome. It's not really a home game for Georgia Tech, although it is. It's in Atlanta, so it's hard not to say it's a home game for Georgia Tech. But I'm willing to I'm willing to bet Louisville's got 40% of the crowd, if not more. People are going to this game. I've, I've talked to a lot of people who are going to this game. They got hotels. They're ready to get down there and uh, begin the Jeff Brom era. Now, if Scott Satterfield was still the coach, they'd still travel, but not in the numbers they're going to head down there in. That's nice ending the sentence with a preposition there. Sister, Sister Mary Catherine would be smacking me on the knuckles with a ruler right now if I did that. People would still go, but not in droves like they're going to go. <laughs> you got to finish it with a verb. But I think I-65 South on that Friday, September 1st, you got a holiday weekend. It is going to be a caravan to Atlanta. 
I, you know what? They might have half the crowd, maybe more. I would, I would bet forty percent at least. Louisville. You got a NFL stadium. Uh, you got a Friday night game. You got a new coach, um, hometown hero coach coming back to not resurrect the program because they went to a bowl game last year, but to take it to new heights. That's the goal here. And certainly expect them to go down and and have a great crowd, almost a home game, like I say. Nearly a home game. So the first four games on the schedule, at Georgia Tech, even though it's a neutral site, Murray State, at Indiana, even though it's a neutral site. Same thing, by the way. If if Louisville's 2-0, and they're going to travel to Indiana. I know it's a noon Saturday game. That stinks. That stinks. 3.30, 3 o'clock would be much better. But if Louisville's 2-0 and on September 16th, people are trekking to Indianapolis. I'll be there. People are heading to Indianapolis. And then you got Boston College at home. That's a boring game. That's one of those games where you go, hey, we're 3-0. and Look at us. We're getting ready to head to NC State for a Friday night game. Oh, who, who we got? Who we play this week? Oh, Boston College? Okay. No problem. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're not Alabama. You're not Georgia. You're not Michigan. You can't do that. But 4-0 is the goal here before you go to NC State. 7.30 on a Friday night, ESPN, that is a tough game. That is a tough game because you've got Notre Dame the next week, and everybody knows it. 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old kids, they can't help themselves. They know the schedule. They know who they're going to play. They don't know how to stay focused on the game at hand. And that's why we have upsets in sports. The best team does not always win. And maybe Louisville's not the best team in this NC State matchup. Or, I'm, I'm sorry, in the Boston College matchup. But they certainly should be. NC State, maybe they're not the best team. And it's a road game, and it's a Friday night. And guess what? That may be the first game of the year where you don't have the crowd cheering for you. I don't know how many people are going to go down to Raleigh, North Carolina on a Friday night in late September. Not many, I wouldn't think. The true fan, they're spending their money to go to Atlanta and and Indianapolis. They're going to take a week off there because you know what? Notre Dame's coming in the following week. And by the way, after Notre Dame at Pittsburgh, those two games come directly before your only uh, week off. Notre Dame and at Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh, again, is going to be on an NFL field, whatever it's called now. It used to be Heinz Field. It's a, where the Steelers play. Pittsburgh not ranked in the top 25. But that is tough. That is tough. No matter what you do against Notre Dame, there's a letdown after that. There's a letdown. You're going to have a full Cardinal Stadium, LNN Federal Credit Union Stadium, filled to the brim 
for a Saturday, maybe night game against Notre Dame. And no matter what you do, there's going to be an emotional letdown when you travel to Pittsburgh the next week. That is human nature. You got Duke at home after a bye week. I'll take that. Virginia Tech at home, Virginia at home on a Thursday. Bang, bang, bang. Home game, home game, home game in conference. Then you go to the U, final road game of the year, South Beach, November 18th. And then on my 60th birthday, Gary, my 60th birthday, the Cards host the Cats at LNN Federal Credit Union Stadium. And you'll be there. I think there should be a big cake in the press box for me. <laughs> I'm alerting. I'm going to alert U of L to that. You know what? You only turned sixty once. You can fill that in with any number you want. What kind of cake would you like? Uh, I'm going to make it simple. Yellow cake, chocolate icing. Oh yeah. I make it simple. You know, I want something everybody can enjoy. I don't want to go crazy. Ice cream. Uh, ice cream with it or ice cream cake. <laughs> Now we're talking. Now we're getting serious. Oh, man, I'm salivating over here. Uh, sure, we'll just throw a little Neapolitan. You can get whatever you want. Get you a scoop. Get whatever you want out of there. But an ice cream cake. Oh, Rocco. Somebody alert Rocco. 60th birthday, same day as Kentucky and Louisville at the newly named LNN FCU Stadium. Doesn't get any better than that. All right, uh, before I take a break here, the Empire Classic at Madison Square, Do- Square Garden. I know football's coming up, but i got to give you the details on this. Uh, November 19th at Madison Square Garden, the uh, we knew the four teams. Now we know the matchups. Connecticut, the defending national champions, will play Indiana. Texas will play Louisville. That's a Sunday November 19th, the games will start at 1 o'clock. I don't know which game will be first. I would guess Texas and Louisville would be first. Followed by UConn and IU. And then two days later, the winners play and the losers play. So if Louisville and Indiana both win or if they both lose, they will play each other at Madison Square Garden. So there's the uh, there are the matchups for that. We come back, we'll look at the Kentucky schedule. You may not know this, but Kentucky has to travel to Louisville on my birthday. Oh, and we'll log in Indiana as well. Try to find some easy wins. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. The Bicentennial Park Summer Concert Series is here again every Friday in historic downtown New Albany. Located at the corner of Spring and Pearl Streets, these free concerts are open to music lovers of all ages. Come join us from 6.30 to 9.30 on Friday nights in downtown New Albany. More information about the concerts and the musicians can be found at newalbanycityhall.com slash bicentennial park. Get it on, baby. Special thanks to Mayor Gahan, CLLB Law, Caesars Foundation of Floyd County, Friends of the Ohio River Greenway, and your mama. Yeah. Yeah. Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling, serving the Kentuckiana area, specializing in residential changeout. Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling offers free second opinions. If you get some bad news from your heating and air guy, call Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling. 812-786-0469 for a second opinion. Call Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling. Again, 812-786-0469.
In times of financial uncertainty, how can you stay on track? Call on someone who's invested in your success. I'm Scott Aldridge, your Jeffersonville Edward Jones Financial Advisor. At Edward Jones, we believe in building a complete picture of your financial life, including your unique goals and passions, so we can help you work toward achieving what's most important to you. Call me at 812-282-0000 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones member SIPC. Are you tired of fast food burgers and fries and looking for a healthier option? Why not try one of the freshly made sandwiches at the Honey Baked Ham Company? They offer an assortment of delicious sandwiches, freshly made sides, and mouth-watering cookies. You can grab a box to go or dine in their cozy cafe. They also offer several lunch catering offers as well. Call the store, 812-941-9426, or visit them at 3602 Northgate Court, Suite 23 in New Albany. John Spears for M&M Cartage. You see those trucks riding down the road with the M&M Cartage sign. You could be a driver or work as a mechanic on one of those trucks. For 45 years, M&M Cartage has been a locally family-owned transportation company, and they're currently hiring those drivers and mechanics. To join their team, go online to mmcartage.com to apply. Headquartered in Louisville with locations in Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Morristown, Tennessee, and Detroit. That's mmcartage.com to apply. High interest rates may be the norm everywhere else. But right now at Genesis Diamonds, we're always thinking about our customers, and we've decided to slash interest rates down to zero. Zero percent for five years. That means you can get those diamond earrings, that designer engagement ring, or that luxury pre-owned Rolex and spread your payments over five whole years without paying a dime in interest. Birthdays, anniversaries, just because gifts starting as low as $35 a month. And that's with zero down. Now through July 1st only. And only at Genesis Diamonds. Shelbyville Road Plaza. On approved credit, see store for details. High school sports teach so much more than just the fundamentals of the game. They also teach the fundamentals of life, like the power of belief. I'm Robert Falkins. And I'm Carrie Rosati. We're both assistant commissioners of the IHSAA. In the second classroom of high school sports, student-athletes understand hard work pays off, and they learn to be proud of their effort, no matter the outcome. Successful student-athletes support their teammates and learn to always do the right thing. And most importantly, they learn to always believe in themselves. When high school sports keep education in front of athletics, these fundamental beliefs outweigh the idea of winning at all costs. That's why high school sports are a transformative and invaluable part of every student-athlete's education. Buy a ticket to your high school's athletic events and show student-athletes that you'll always believe in them too. This is the power of belief. This is the power of high school sports. This is your IHSAA. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment on this Monday. Some news and notes here. The Bats, uh, after a six-game sweep of Omaha last two weeks ago, uh, had to win yesterday in St. Paul, 8-6 in a rain-short game to salvage one out of the six games in St. Paul. The Saints won Friday 5-0, Saturday 8-4. Bats win yesterday 8-6. They'll be back on the road tomorrow for a six-game stop uh, against the Iowa Cubs. You can hear all the action right here on the Big X. Uh, the radio, the uh, television announcers were named ESPN for NBA, the first team now with Mark Jackson and uh, Jeff Van Gundy being let go. Mike Breen will still do play-by-play. He'll be joined by Doris Burke, who I think does a fantastic job. 
and Doc Rivers. So we'll see. Jury's still out on Doc Rivers here. Terrific coach, won a, won a championship with the Celtics, uh, let go by the Sixers after last season. I'm not sure I want to listen to Doc Rivers for a whole game. Just his voice only. I mean, nothing personal, but it, it, it hurts. It hurts my ears. So uh, there you go. James Harden wants a trade from Philadelphia. Daryl Morey and James Harden used to be best friends. Morey is now the GM of the Sixers. He brought James Harden in when the Nets wanted to get rid of him. They were together in Houston. James Harden today, at some sort of event, said to the crowd, Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never play for an organization that he's involved in again. And he said it twice. He actually said, let me repeat myself, and said it again. And the crowd, of course, it was his event. They clapped for him. I thought it was very sweet. I don't know what happened here because these guys were, they were Abbott and Costello. They were two peas in a pod. They were, uh, you know, Ben and J-Lo. And now something went wrong. And James Harden has asked for a trade from Philadelphia. Here are the current odds on James Harden's next team. Clippers minus 140, Philadelphia 3-1. to one. So still 3-1 to one to be a sixer. That means they will have to patch things up if that's going to happen. Houston 4-1. to one. He kind of has suggested that he'd like to go back to Houston. The Knicks, because you're always going to put the Knicks in there, 5-1. to one. Miami 5.5-1. to one. And the rest of the field, 10-1. to one. Put me down for the field. Because I'm not sure the Knicks want him. I'm not sure the Clippers want him. I'm not sure Houston wants him. And I know Philadelphia wants him, and he doesn't want to be there. So put me down for the field here. Texter says, uh, if Louisville is undefeated when Notre Dame game rolls around, will game day show up? Well, I think it's entirely possible because Louisville will play Friday night the week before, so ESPN doesn't have to make the choice until after that game. So if Louisville's 5-0 and and Notre Dame's Notre Dame and that game's going to be on the ESPN, one of the ESPN bevy of networks, probably ABC, it would make sense for game day to show up at Louisville. Uh, Jeff Bromera, 5-0, and Louisville trying to win the ACC. They will at that point, if they're undefeated, be 3-0 and in the ACC. Notre Dame coming to town. Yeah. I mean, why not? That's Buzz asking me that. Great question, Buzz. Why not? All right, uh, before I get back to the uh, college football, who's what is our easiest game question, I watched uh, season two, episode two of Winning Time last night, the, the rise of the Lakers dynasty. It's a great show. John, John C. Riley playing uh, Jerry Buss. Jason Clark as Jerry West is crazy. It's not on. It's not on on uh, point because he doesn't look or sound anything like Jerry West. But he's still great. Uh, the kids that play Magic and Norm Nixon's kid plays Norm Nixon. The kid that plays Magic, the guy that plays Kareem, Michael Cooper, Larry Bird, they're all great. Michael Chiklis from The Wire plays uh, Red Arbach. <laughs> he's fantastic. 
the last night's episode, Magic is back. I didn't. I forgot that in after the Lakers won it all in '80, Magic's rookie year, in '81 he got hurt early in the season, maybe preseason. Hurt his knee, had to have surgery. Didn't come back till later. Uh, and I had no idea until I watched the episode last night. And look, a lot of this is fabricated. I get it. But I had no idea that Jerry West walked into the office of then head coach Paul Westhead, played by Jason Siegel, and Pat Riley, played by Adrian Brody. And Jerry West had a trade on the on the ready uh, to trade Norm Nixon to Denver for David Thompson, the human highlight film. And it was going to happen until Jerry West let it out that they ran it by Magic first. And Paul Westhead was irate and said, I'm the coach. You don't run it by the player. You run it by me. We're not going to do it. The Lakers bowed out in the first round of the playoffs. It was a three-game series back then. They lost to Houston. And uh, that was only episode two of this season. I mean, we're going to get deeper into the dynasty here coming up because Magic's going to be a part of it. James Worthy is not there yet. He's still at North Carolina. Um, so it's, it's, it's good. It's a very, like I said, on this show last week. It's very entertaining. You have to take it with a grain of salt. It's based on a Jeff Perlman book. Um, you don't, I, I can't imagine that Magic likes watching it. I can't imagine that Kareem even watches it and he wouldn't like it if he did. Magic's portrayed a certain way. So is Kareem. So are all the players. And uh, I can't believe the players like it. Could, not, not for a second. But anyway, if you watch it, let me know. 414-1450, that's the text line. I think it's very entertaining. All right, Kentucky schedule. What's the easiest game? Well, we got to go September 9th. Eastern Kentucky comes in. You have to think that's going to be the easiest game. Uh, Akron the following week. In fact, Kentucky opens Ball State, EKU, Akron. (sighs) Wow. Those are without question. The easiest three games on the schedule, or at least they should be. Ball State does have a returning quarterback who's put up some big numbers last year. Uh, but it's Ball State, it's Eastern, it's Akron. Then you go to Vanderbilt. That is probably the fourth easiest game on the schedule. Going to Vandy. You've got Vandy's all-conference running back on your roster now if you're Mark Stoops. Got to be happy about that. Akron game is 7 o'clock on ESPNU on a Saturday night. Wow. Ooh, there must be no football going on that day. As you look at the rest of the schedule, it's easy to find the most difficult games. At Georgia, October 7th. Alabama at home, November 11th. Tennessee at home, October 28th. Those are the top three. It's it's hard to imagine those are not the top three. And it's hard to imagine they're not exactly in that order. Georgia, which is the road game of the three. Alabama, Tennessee. All right, you got Florida, September 30th. So if you're a Kentucky fan, you got to be 4-0. 
three non-conference games and at Vanderbilt when you welcome the Gators to town. September 30th. A very winnable game. Florida's got a new quarterback, transfer quarterback, uh, as does Kentucky with Devin Leary, but very winnable game here. Then you go to Georgia. Then you got Missouri at home. Again, winnable game, home game. This entire season, and I know we say this, it's overkill. It all depends on the quarterback. And for Kentucky, it, it sort of all depends on the quarterback. Because you know what you're getting. You got a pretty good defense. The offensive line should be better, a little better than it was last year. You have skill position receivers. And your running game with Jatan McLean and uh, Davis, it looks good. It's all about the quarterback. And they're raving about him in camp. Now, nobody in camp says, oh, I don't know, our quarterback's not looking good. Nobody says that. Everybody loves what they see in preseason camp, in fall camp, no matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Iowa State, UCLA, Alabama, Georgia. It doesn't matter. We love what we're seeing in camp. But Kentucky has made it with Liam Cohen back as, as the offense coordinator. They have made it clear that they love Devin Leary. Um, after the bye week, you do get Tennessee at home. That's good. You got two weeks after the Missouri game to prepare for Tennessee. At Mississippi State, nobody wants to go to Stark Vegas. That's always a nightmare. Alabama at home. You're at Mississippi State the week before you got Alabama coming in. That's a that's bad timing on the schedule. At South Carolina, at Louisville to finish the season. You finish the season with three out of four road games, and your home game is Alabama. Uh, yikety yikes. I don't know what else to say about that other than yikety yikes. All right, Indiana, easy game number one, I'm going to guess, Indiana State. Easy game number two is Akron. There is not an easy game number three for Indiana. Remember, you're in the Big Ten. You have to play nine conference games. Not eight like the SEC. So your non-conference games are all three home games, although one of them is at Lucas Oil Stadium. Indiana State, Louisville, Akron. Bang, bang, bang. September 8th, 16th, 23rd. You got to win two of those. And it's going to be Indiana State and Akron. If you can beat Louisville, great. That is a check mark, notch, feather in your cap. You got Ohio State to open the season. Now, it is a home game, but it's also a nationally televised game on CBS at 3.30 and you're four touchdown underdog. As I go down, and we'll, we'll get deeper into this tomorrow, at Maryland, at Michigan, Rutgers at home, at Penn State, Wisconsin at home, at Illinois, Michigan State at home, at Purdue. Nothing screams easy here. Two, three, four, I don't know. Give me four wins if I'm Indiana and I'm jumping up and down. Tony Burke joins me in studio tomorrow. We will pick 
all three schedules apart, Kentucky, Louisville, Indiana. See you then. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. WXVW, Jeffersonville.